cry, fly with the fly, anybody's guess. Got a knot in my leader and my line's all a mess. The fish ain't biting, fish ain't biting no more. Go to read in my line and head back to the shore. Welcome. Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have uh, someone that, if you've listened to us many times in the past, you might know Scott Brown, and you know his title is such that I can never quite get it straight. But basically, uh, Scott is in charge of uh, promotion for the Western United States. And what is your actual title, Scott? Uh, Media relations. For Fiat Chrysler, um, and you know, I, I yeah, it, new product launches, anything with Fiat Chrysler, and, and uh, I like to say I have the best job in the world because our brands, anything from Fiat to Ram trucks to Jeeps to Alfa Romeos, um, if there's a new product launch. Um, I get to work on it. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm still trying to figure out what uh, kind of a vehicle I want you to give me to drive. And I promise I'll give it good reviews. <laughs> well, I'm working on a fun one right now. Um, Alfa Romeo is getting ready to launch a, an SUV. Um, wow. Stelvio. And uh, we're, we're about a month away from, from the media launch, uh-huh. about, about two months away from it arriving in dealership. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> but... but uh, you know SUVs. Uh, that's a it's a hot, you know, hot part of the market. And then performance and luxury SUVs are especially, you know, you're seeing you're seeing stuff from from Bentley and and SUVs. Yeah, SUVs wow. from Porsche, from Jaguar. Well, um, yeah. Oh, Jaguar. I didn't know they did. But I, yeah. I know. Well, Porsche. You know, SUV is quite popular. And you know, who would think? Uh, you know, Porsche would be making an SUV. But it's uh, they do a good job, and it's not cheap. But it's yeah. uh, it's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So, but the let's see. Well, the Alpha is a very small sports car. How do you turn that into an SUV? Well, I mean, so that's the thing. There's a there's a great midsize car um, called the Julia, um, an all new platform. We just launched that last year. So that that chassis um, is is flexible and will be adapted for a midsize SUV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the same engines, you know, there's a you know 500 horsepower uh, twin turbo um, V6, and then there's a, a three, uh, I believe it's a two liter 280 horsepower um, four cylinder. Um, so wow. yeah, it's it, yeah they're they're fun. I mean they're great all weather cars. You're not going to go rock crawling with these things, but you know when it comes to hauling gear and doing it nicely and in, in inclement weather and uh, you know you know those performance issues are great. Well, I'm sure you'd be noticed. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, one of the other things that we talked about recently was, um, I think everybody knows about the Hellcats, um, and the Hellcats are in our in our Dodge products. Um, it's a motor primarily. It's a 6.2 liter supercharged Hemi. Whoa! That, it's that a rocket. Put, yeah, it puts out 700 horsepower. Oh my God! Right, um, but we're going to put that in the Grand Cherokee SRT. Um, so a Grand Cherokee. Right now we've got um, a 400. 85 horsepower version of a Grand Cherokee. It's just called an SRT. Um, but now there's going to be, for those that want an SUV, a Jeep Grand Cherokee SUV, the performance 
one. Now you can get, or you, this fall, you'll be able to get a, a Hellcat motor in that, which is, you know, pretty insane. I mean, does the car hold together with that much power? You know, it does. I mean, it's, it, you know, the Charger and Challenger, they're rear-wheel drive, and obviously you're restricted on traction, and, and, you know, 700 horsepower will break the tires. You can do a burnout almost at, at, you know, at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, the, the Grand Cherokee will be all-wheel drive. So, um, so you, know, you burn all four tires. You burn, <laughs> you, you, I've, I've seen it do it, actually. You turn off the traction control. Anyway, so lots of fun going on in my world with SUVs. Well, I do have to say that, um, you know, Chrysler Corporation has gone through some ups and downs. Right. You know, back in the 60s, you know, that was, you know, that was a hot car. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when they, you know, they kind of went through different owners. And, and then when Mercedes bought them out after the, you know, the economic downturn, yep. it seemed like a good idea, but Mercedes couldn't make it work. Right. And then when uh, Fiat bought them out, um, it's, you know, the cars are just the quality um, and, you know, the it, it, it's just an outstanding vehicle. Yeah, it's, it, with Fiat, it's been a different. It's been it's been really good. I mean, they they have gone to us, come to us, and say, "Hey, you guys understand the the American market, the U.S. market better than we do." You know, um, and they basically said, "We need you, and you need us. Let's work together. We're going to focus on small cars. We're going to focus on the European markets and the South American markets. Um, but let's leverage things. Let's develop things together." Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so, as opposed to in the past with some of the partnerships. In the relationships, it's been one one-sided in one direction. This one is definitely both directions. And well, and I'm I'm just kind of wondering about what the market is in Europe for these high-power SUVs. You know, the, it's it's quite strong. I mean, Europe Europe is is one of the areas where SUVs are really growing. You know, the U.S. market has always loved SUVs, mm-hmm. but it's some of the areas where this is really growing. And typically, they like smaller vehicles, so the small SUVs are really growing. But the performance SUVs worldwide, China, Europe, there just seems to be an insatiable appetite mm-hmm. for these. The, the, again, the Jaguars, the Land the Land Rovers, the Porsches, and and now Alpha is going to jump into that market. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, yeah, it just... Well, what, what does it look like? I mean, if you saw it would, it, would you recognize it as being an alpha? You will. The, the front end is unmistakable alpha. They've got that. They've got a beautiful front end. Um, you know, we'd like to think that it's, you know, it's an Italian. It's it's absolutely Italian design, um, Italian engineered. You know, it's, it's a very beautiful car. Um, and we'd like to say that that's, and we know beauty is subjective, but, you know, we're very, we think it's beautiful. We think it'll do well. Um uh, you, you can well, see pictures. It's, obviously, it's not cheap, but uh, you know, Alpha, as far as high-end Italian sports cars, it's uh, are they're probably the most affordable. Yeah, I mean, but, and this yeah. this car is going to start at I think about forty two thousand dollars. Really? Um, and it'll go up. The performance version will be you know in the seventies to in, in the eighties. Yeah. Um, but that's but, well, that's where Porsche and the other ones just start out. Right. Well, you can get some of the Macans. You can get some of the cheaper ones a little bit cheaper. But this again, this is a midsize. Um, it, it, it's it's fairly affordable in the non-performance trim. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway. Wow, that's exciting. I was just, I was just before you mentioned it. I was just kind of be, I was just kind of joke, and I said, "When is Alpha going to come out with an SUV?" And I, you just caught me flat-footed. 
Well, that's that's one of the things that uh, that I get to work on right now. So yeah, it's uh, like I said, I've got I've got a great job, fun job. Well, you probably have to test drive these cars too, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Someone has to test drive them. Yeah. I, I need to prepare and know them. So yeah, yeah, get, um, yeah. Good, good, good times. Yeah. And uh, well, you know what? Let's uh, we don't we've only got about a minute or so left. But uh, could you give us you know some tips uh, on an SUV, depending on what you're going to be using it for? You know, John, and we talk about this, and and uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a buyer's market, and what I mean by that is, um, you know, what you need to do, and with that, take you know, think about what you need it for, and whether it's towing, whether it's getting into the backcountry, whether it's just looking good and calling your grand, hauling your grandkids, yeah. just make make sure you have a real you know strong understanding of what you need, and then buy something that fills that need. Well, it sounds like if you want to pick up chicks. You <laughs> That's, well, that's what you need. Yeah, this uh, this Stelvio is a, is uh, you know, arguably the most beautiful one out there. If you yeah. want an SUV and uh, you don't want it too big, but you want some performance, you can't you can't uh, you couldn't uh, beat this one. Yeah, yeah, it would be well as far as towing. I'm sure it doesn't weigh enough that you can you know that you can uh, carry a big travel trailer. But yeah, uh, I mean you're not gonna you you're not gonna tow a bunch with it. But it, I think you know, oh man, I. I yep. It's going to be too late for me to look up the stats on it, but yeah. I'm sure it tows something. Yeah. And then the other thing is is to get where you're going. I mean, I'd, I wouldn't want to take a car like that and crawl over rocks, even if it could do it. Right. But, uh, uh, it, you know, if you're in inclement weather or, you know, if you're in an area that you can't get to and, you know, in a two-wheel drive car, yeah, that'd be awesome. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. All right. Well, Scott, we're going to have to bring you on more often. And, uh, you know, if, if you want to send one up my way and I'll test drive it for you. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to do that for you because you're such a good friend. I, you know, I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Scott. And uh, we appreciate that. Stop into your local dealer and uh, kick some tires and, and talk about, about some of the stuff that's going out. Very reasonable prices. So we appreciate that. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be right back with you. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
the road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. Sleep, drink, go fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have uh, um, a, another one of our favorite people, you know, that uh, works with Berkeley. And of course, Berkeley is kind of ubiquitous with pretty much any fishing product. But they've got, uh, we get John Park now that develops the, the particular baits that we're going to be talking about next week. And then Joe's job is to make the best possible fishing line. And basically, you know, you need a rod and, and some kind of a hook and then something to connect the two. But things have been changing so much, Joe, that um, I don't know, you know, you're your product range, you know, with your, I don't know, how many different uh, names do you operate under? At least half a dozen or more. Uh, yes, yeah. It's, uh, it's in, like you said, an ever-changing world. You just turn around and there's another, somebody coming out with some mm-hmm. other fishing line and a different brand that's, that's, that's out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I remember when the microfiber first came out and I thought this was really cool. And the first time that I ever used it, uh, I took it up to Alaska and it was, uh, the white stuff and it was, it was kind of flat. And, you know, I had, uh, a professional wind it on the reel for me. And I hooked up to this huge salmon, and I had about 100 feet of uh, mono out, and then this microfiber. And when the fish ran and got down to the microfiber, it went, it just locked because the stuff dug into itself. And, you know, I messed with it and tried to get it out, and there was no way. And then, uh, so I was trying to, you know, bring it in a little bit and then give it out a little bit and just using 100 feet of line. And then finally it took off and snap, it was gone. Ew. But, you know, the microfibers now are completely different than that. Uh, you know, first of all, they're round, they don't stack, they don't dig in. And, you know, you've got, uh, what, three, four, five maybe different uh, types of uh, microfiber yeah. in your brand? Yep. We do. We do, uh, obviously, the Berkeley side of things and uh, spider wire. 
and then on the strength side of things. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Right, and and they work. And and, and, it, and when I, f- I remember when I first put um, some microfiber was on a charter boat, and they go, we do not want microfiber on the boat. Um, because they were, you know, a f- one of the one of the guides actually said he didn't want to use it because he's afraid somebody would cut their thumb off, and then yep. uh, um, other people didn't like it because it would tangle up with the, all the other lines. But you know now it's uh, it's it's just a different product, and yeah, you still want to be careful um, when someone else is using mono and you've got microfiber. It, uh, it it you know, and you got a fifty people on a boat. It can cause some problems. But you know now the professional bass anglers and you know the, and you know all the professional and semi-professional anglers are using it. Yeah, biggest difference there is, like you said, is it has zero, it has virtually zero stretch, and that's where people would get oh, worried about it, especially in an offshore boat. Is it it had zero stretch, where like a nylon monofilament might mm-hmm. have up to thirty percent elongation before mm-hmm. it breaks. Well, it's it's much more forgiving, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Where you know most all, all super lines that people make today have that sensitivity, which just comes with basically zero stretch. Yeah. Well. Again, the deck hands were always concerned because with zero stretch, there's there's no forgiveness that the monofilament gave you because of its stretchy elongation mm-hmm. factor. But if you're a bass angler and you go to sit the hook, you know you, you don't want any stretch. You you, know, you you give it a yank and you want it to, you know, you want it to go directly to the hook. And that's exactly where they love it. Is you got, you get that sensitivity. I can set that hook, and man, I can get that fish to the boat faster. I actually feel bites that you couldn't feel before with a, mm-hmm. with a monofilament. You know, a quick question for you, um, because you know I just don't know these things. But normally, you use a leader with microfiber. It could be yep. uh, fluorocarbon or mono or whatever it is. But do you have to use a leader with that? You, you don't. I don't. I'm up. I'm in the upper Midwest, obviously, and I, I really don't tie on leaders at all. But a lot of people do. They believe in. They tie on a anywhere from a three to a ten foot uh, leader of a fluorocarbon for clarity. Uh, and if if that if, if they believe in that and they catch more fish with that method, by all means, you know, do what you're comfortable with. And, and a lot of people love that little bit of a leader they put on there. Um, I just go direct. <laughs> well, I, I, I can see some advantage preference. in a fluorocarbon because nope. depending on the clarity of the water and how deep you're fishing, it, it is pretty much invisible. Yep. It, it also has very little stretch. But the problem that I have is attaching fluorocarbon to a microfiber. And I just never really got it, you know, without tying some big old knot. Um, got it to work right. But from what I understand, you're coming out with something that will solve my problem. Yes, on the, on the larger pound tests. You know, it's uh, out there in the market, there's hollow braids. You get more in the offshore market, they'll do hollow braids. And we have had hollow braids. It's been probably number eight, ten years ago. And we're coming back out with a hollow braid, and it should be on the market in uh, September. And if you look up on how you splice hollow braids, especially with your offshore, your rigs and your rods, they'll they'll put a lot of hollow braid on there. And basically, it is it's a larger pound test. They typically will start in the eighty pound test, and they'll go up to two hundred and some pound test. And they're actually somewhat hollow. It's the nature of how they're braided. And the splicing, if you look online, there's 
oodles of people showing you how you splice, but you actually run, you take a, what they call it a splicing needle, and you run the needle up through the center, and you grab your top shot of monofilament, which could be 100 feet, uh, 100 yards people would put on there. And uh, you run that monofilament up into it three to as far as... Uh, I've had people out east telling me they go up as far as five foot, and so that becomes like a Chinese finger. Mm-hmm. And Trap. then they'll yeah. yep, <laughs> and then they'll rough up the monofilament a little bit with whatever they have around, and that gives it some more bite. Mm-hmm. And then they what they call is they serve it, so they take some really fine. Some people actually use dental floss, and then where the two ends are, they'll serve it or wrap it and do a bunch of half hitches, mm-hmm. and that locks the two together. And then they'll use like a, a super glue. Now there's a there's a special type. A lot of them like to use because they don't like the hard, crunchy super glues. They mm-hmm. use the Zappa Gap, the soft okay. Zappa Gap. There you mm-hmm. go. And they'll put that on to make sure the ends don't unravel. And now when you're offshore fishing, now that transition from a monofilament to a braid is smooth. I mean, it, it just goes so right no, on smooth. No so, knot, no yeah, nothing. Yeah. So there's no knot going through the guides. Yep. Yep. And those guys catching those four or five, six hundred pound tuna, you know, that's a that's a pretty cool, pretty critical knot. Mm-hmm. We just got out of our sales meeting and the guys out east were telling us there's a, <clears throat> obviously, obviously you go anywhere, but there's, there's a couple bigger dealers out there, uh, bait shops, and everybody sends their reels into that bait shop and they'll pack that. Uh, first of all, they'll pack the uh, hollow braid on good and tight, mm-hmm. and that's a very key component to it, to making sure you get that the hollow braid on just absolutely as tight and as perfect on as you can, and then they'll do the attaching of the top shot monofilament to it for you, and and then they'll have your reel ready for you, and they'll, you'll either pick up your reel or the guys are telling me that, yeah, these guys will send in 10, 15 reels at a time, oh. redo them all, they'll pack it professionally, do the knot, the splice knot for you professionally, and send them out in their charter boats, and off they go. Okay. Well, of course, if you've got 80-pound microfiber, then you don't have to run 80 or 120-pound liter. You could probably run 40 if you want. 40, yep, 40, 50, probably a typical application where you'd run those two together, absolutely. Yeah, so that would be more like for grouper and, you know, some, you know, 20 to 40-pound fish. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. But then it's not uncommon for those guys out there saying, "Oh yeah, that's that's what we're catching the the huge tuna with." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they trust it. Well, other than that one, do you have any other quick uh, quick uh, um, comments on the use of line or some of the stuff that you guys got going? Oh, I'll tell you what. Last year we came out with metered fire line for North America, mm-hmm. and it's we make we color that every ten foot is a different color, and it repeats every. We have five colors, so every fifty feet is a different color. And what it has done for anglers is in our area we ice fish a lot, and you're always ice fishing next to your vexlar, so you know where your bait is. But in the summertime. You really don't know sometimes how deep your bait is. An example, if you're in 30 foot of water, but the fish are suspended at 20, it's tough to figure out, am I, am I where the fish are? Yeah. Once you know that, you've got it. Well, well again, it, you know, normally, you know, you use how many poles does it take, which is not very accurate. No, but, not at uh, all. Yeah, but... Uh, 
um, and that would be mostly for up and down fishing. But even it, even if you're even if you're trolling, it's nice to know how much line you got out. Oh, it's huge for trolling because now you know how far you are, or your if your line is if your bait's in the strike zone. Because what it really done it does has given you once you figured out where the fish are, it's very repeatable to get yeah. back there, and that's re- the repeatability side yeah, of it there you is go. what increases your catch rate. So let's just say you're you know you got a line out and it's on red. You know, then you let it back out again till it's on red, and you're, you know, you got, to, you know where you're, you know, you know where it's supposed to be. You're right same, in that strike zone. Yep. Yeah, go ahead, Anthony. I use that same repeatability rate with uh, dating as well. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll yeah. be seeing the same thing in our Prospect uh, Berkeley Prospect uh, line that we have out there, uh, okay. Premium Braid. Yeah. Uh, we're coming out with that same metered technology in September, okay. and well, that'll be twenty feet. So, so we're going we're, we're to have to take off, but the you the uh, the, the uh, uh, hollow core is going to be coming out in a couple of months. Yep. Okay. All right. So start looking at that at your it's your favorite retailer and get some of the uh, the metered line, and it just keeps getting better and better. Joe, you guys do a fantastic job at Berkeley and yeah, thanks, and man. everything that you do. So we'll uh, we'll have to bring you back on and follow up on that before you bring that line out. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan's Studio, and we got Anthony with us. Hey, hey, hey. We'll be uh, right back with you. The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive. Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
Download the free Reno Violas Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Gonna back this boat into the water Find a way to win a couple dollars Where the man says is a cold front coming down Bring it on, I've seen it all Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan and Anthony in studio with us today. Hey, how you doing? And we have the queen of sport fishing in Cabo San Lucas, um, Minerva. You know, I, I, uh, how long have you been in operation? I mean, I know you're only about 30 years old, maybe 40. <laughs> but uh, I'm 30 years old twice. Yeah. But listen, um, I've been in business in Cabo San Lucas 40 years this year, 2017. I, wow. I celebrate 40 years. Wow. And love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. Well, you really are the queen. Um, I know that you've been in charge of, the, uh, you know, helping on the board with the, you know, the Sport Fishing Association. You've got a fleet of incredible boats. And then, of course, Baja Tackle is where anybody... Um, you know, that's going to do some serious fishing. They pretty much everybody pretty much buys from you. I mean, there there are other tackle shops down there, but there's only one Baja Tackle. Yeah, I'm I'm privileged enough to have you know many of the fleet accounts here and a wonderful wonderful following of American yachts. So um, they have become not only our um, customers but our friends. And we like to think that we supply them with not just fishing tackle, but lots of fishing information and and a, a real, you know, a place that they can come for whatever they need, even if it isn't fishing. Well, I know that you've always got a cooler sitting right there in front of the counter, and uh, <laughs> it's it's great to get in out of the heat and get a cold water or maybe something else, who knows. But, uh, you know, I talked to Minerva because she's so delightful and she's so knowledgeable, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons. First of all, with Baja Tackle, it gives you a lot of information, but you also have a fleet of boats that are, you know, some of the, um, let's put it this way, for affordability and quality, I don't think there's anything down there that, that oh, matches that. I'm looking at them right now. They're nice boats. How many do you have? Um, we have three right now working in the water, and we re- we're refurbishing the other. And um, we like to do three, though. Three keeps us busy, and and then we outsource also to some of the, the top 5% of the fleet at no commission mm. to the client. So oh. um, we try to meet all your Baja fishing needs here. Fantastic. Well, you do that. And just uh, to talk a little bit about, you know, Baja, you are in downtown Cabo San Lucas. And Cabo San Lucas is known as the marlin capital of the world because I I suppose it's still true is that there's more striped marlin caught and released in, in and around Cabo than any place in the world. Now, part of the reason for that is you've got so many boats going out, but there's always marlin down there, it seems like, no matter when you go. 
That's right. Um, that That's one of the things that makes us stand out, John, internationally, is, first of all, our marlin are here all year round. There may be moments and days, a few days here and there, when they're down or they're, they've moved or whatever, but they're here all year round. The other thing that distinguishes us with the striped marlin is... 95% of our striped marlin are caught on the surface of the water. And oh, sight the, fishing, yeah. Yes, and so for the sportsmen, this is really exciting. Oh, all, yeah. From all over the world, the fishermen absolutely love that. Well, the, you know, there's a lot of fish, you know, like tuna. I enjoy catching tuna. But if you get a big tuna, it might come up to the top and, and, and take your hook. But then it just goes straight down and swims in a circle. Where, yeah, uh, that's you know, why it's <laughs> called a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm confused. Are we fishing or yeah, yeah. gorillas? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the mar- marlin, when they hook up, I mean, they'll, yes, they'll dive uh, and they'll, you know, they'll go down. I don't know how deep, but quite a ways. And then they come up and they're flying out of the water um, and do a tail dance if it's a small one and, and then go back down again and come up. And it's, it's very, very exciting. It is, and I mean, I don't think you ever get tired of looking at it. You know, even when you go by some of the local bars, they're running that footage on mm-hmm. their big screens, and everybody's just pasted to the screen. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I've caught enough marlin that it doesn't really excite me that much. You know, you fight them for 45 minutes or four hours, you bring them in and let them go. But what I really like is to take someone out that's never caught one before. And, you know, I enjoy that. Anthony raises his hand. He goes, okay, I'll go. (laughs) Yeah, you know what's sad? I got a confession. I've never been deep sea fishing. Oh, well, we can fix that. Oh, isn't that no, sad? No, no. You need, you need to get on the next plane and <laughs> yeah. get down here. Oh, no. But, you know, you're talking about that could be, it could be. The thing is about the waters that you're in, uh, you put you put something in the, in the water and you don't really know what's going to happen. Um, I'll try and make this brief because we don't have a lot of time. But uh, was it not last year, year before, who's down there with this guy from Michigan? His name is Joe. And we were out. You know, and we get into a school of the Dorados. I mean, and there was a, you know, they were just all over the place, hundreds of them jumping. And so we were catching Dorado, and, you know, Joe was saying, he goes, man, what was that guy's name on television 40 years ago? But uh, Bleep Perkins or something like that? Anyway, he says, ever since I was 13, I've always wanted to catch a marlin. And I said, Joe, um, you're in the right place at the wrong time. I said, there are no marlin around here right now. You know, so just enjoy the Dorado. And the deckhand, the deckhand took a caballito or a mackerel and, and threw it out in the water. And there's this big splash. And goes, whoa. And, you know, I go, sh- sh-, you know, and the captain goes, you know, it's, it's a blue which is, you know... Oh, yeah. no. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, uh, trying to abbreviate the story a little bit, but it went down, and then it came back up, and when it came back up, um, only its shoulders were sticking out of the water. And I said, Joe, you're going to be here a while, because a big fish, they don't come flying out of the water. I mean, that's about as far as they get. Well... Anyway, it went up and down a few more times, and the captain goes 200, 250, 300, 350, and it gets after four hours, it goes, it's, it's over 400. And then, uh, by the, you know, and then after it was like four and a half hours, he was on that. Mm-hmm. And this thing came up to the boat, 
and uh, Ziggy and I were you know we were taking pictures, and this thing just came flying out of the water. I thought it was going to come on the boat. Scared the bejesus out of me and Ziggy, and we dropped our cameras and ran the other side of the boat. <laughs> Never even got a picture of it. <laughs> but, that is uh, so exciting. But, but yeah, I mean you don't know what's going to happen. No, you don't. Yeah. And every one of them jumps jumps differently, yeah. and every one of them lasts a duration of the fight is different. Every yeah. one of them. Yeah, and uh, well, it's the big ones though. They can, you know, if they don't want to. Well, the problem is that we're fishing for Dorado, so we had we had we we're geared up with fifty pound test, and you you can't muscle it in, you know. And you you know we didn't have the big the big rod and the and, and the heavy gear, so it was it was a lot of work. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and like the Mexicans say, you need a mano suave, a very soft hand for that kind of stuff. That's yeah. my nickname, Minerva. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Oh, that really makes me interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then you need to get down here and try your mano suave on the fish. Yeah, well, get some, oh, get, get, some, get some calluses. Thanks for the clarification. Get, get, yeah, get some calluses on those hands. There you go. Yes, yes. But, There's uh, nothing like now, wrestling with the fish. Minerva without going too far out the last couple of years with the warm water um, the fishing off of uh, coastal Southern California is like lifetime 50 years of the best fish or 50 years uh, the best in 50 years I guess what I'm trying to say and the problem was is that the water got so warm in Southern Baja that all the bait fish either went real deep or moved up into the Pacific and and then our fish followed them because where the bait are is where the fish are. So the fishing down there was a little sketchy. Um, but from what I understand, you know, it, it's you know the water is cooling off and the bait fish are coming back. And it's this year hasn't been stellar, but it looks like it's going to be a great year. It does. It does. We're getting. Um we're averaging right now um, one, two billfish per boat per day, and it, um, and I agree with you. You know, um, you've got to work for it a little harder because there were maize when um, we would get you know uh, six, seven fish a day on a boat, but um, it's it's picking up again, and that's 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 you know uh, the changes, the weather changes, and everything. The El Nino, they have a lot of reasons for it. We've we've been uh, you know affectionately referring to it as California had all our fish up there. You yeah. know, yeah, it's true. So but, we look uh, forward to getting them back. Yeah, no, we had <laughs> uh, you know I live in Santa Barbara. It's a hundred miles north of Los Angeles, and. Was it last year? No, the year before last. In September, a friend of mine went out and got, uh, you know, right off the Channel Islands. Uh, we got three marlin in one day. That's not common, right? No, I've never seen one out there. Oh. Never at all. Uh, right. And uh, so, but you know, they 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 do have fins and tails. And again, yeah. you know, it's following the bait. And, you know, water temperature has a lot to do with it, so keep an eye on that. But normally the best time of the year is not quite on a shit anyway. The water starts warming up in uh, June and July, and then by October, November is the peak. Yes, if you check the web, if you check the water temperature charts, it's it's beautiful. You know, it's just straight south. You just follow the tip, and one one side in the Sea of Cortez will get you up to seventy eight degree water, and the other side on the Pacific will get you at sixty four, sixty six. You yeah. know, okay. So it's beautiful. Right. 
Okay, well, we're going to have to let you go. And uh, Minerva's, uh, if you cannot spell that, I believe it's M-I-N-E-R-V-A, Minerva. And it's Minerva's. And if you just Google it, you know, you'll you'll find it. And if you go in there, she, and tell her you listen to Fish Talk Radio, she'll take really good care of you. And she's, you know, she's such a doll anyway. Well, thanks, boys. It was nice to talk to you today. Nice you to guys talk have to you a as wonderful well. Pleasure. time. Pleasure. Okay. I'm going to get down there. Thank, thank you, Minerva. Okay. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com, and you can listen to Minerva as many times as you want uh, and learn a little bit about some fishing line and the rest of what we're doing today. So make sure you stay tuned, and you are listening to Fish Talk Radio. Go to fishtalkradio.com. 